Welcome, my name is Jessie. And I am Krista. We're calling this WTF, <laughs> As we're recalculating going into the new year, we're going to attempt a podcast. I don't know about you, but the year's been kind of rough. So going into 2023, we want to try something new and hopefully get off on the right foot. So what better way to do that than a podcast? Here we go. The main point of this podcast is to kind of look at ourselves, look at the world around us and really see you know, where is God and how does God function in this weird 21st century world that we've kind of created for us? We'll be particularly talking about the world as we know it in the U.S., specifically in the Midwest. Is church relevant? How can we make it relevant? Exactly. And just trying to figure out exactly where where do we fit in this world? And we were trying to brainstorm, Jesse and I were brainstorming, like, how do we start this? Where do we begin? And at first, it was really um, a little bit overwhelming. It still is. A little bit. A little bit. But we're thinking, what better way to start this new pathway than to start with epiphany? is epiphany maybe we would back up what's like the church year like what's what's the big deal with that for people who might not be fully aware the church kind of sections itself off into different um seasons if you will the church year always starts um with advent so that's the four weeks prior to christmas and so we start the year right as advent begins so the season of advent goes on we prepare for christmas christmas happens We have 12 days of Christmas, Um, and then from there we start the season of Epiphany. Epiphany um, is traditionally when we celebrate uh, the wise men or the magi coming to give Jesus um, gifts, that frankincense, gold, myrrh, all that kind of stuff. And the church year continues on from there. So Epiphany, specifically, uh, we talk about it, it's the manifestation of Christ's to the Gentiles. Um, so basically, it's kind of like how the Magi came to Jesus and recognized that they recognized that Christ is here, right? This is the manifestation of God sitting in front of these people who are, you know, from the East, right? So they're from presumably quite far away. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they see the manifestation of God, God incarnate in front of them. And so we celebrate Epiphany, right? We celebrate this coming of Christ, not only to the Magi, but also to everyone. Because these Magi represent ourselves. We are coming from far away, right? Mm -hmm. We are coming from so far away to see Christ here on earth, here with us, right? That Emmanuel, that God with us. Um, But specifically, why, why did you want to talk about Epiphany? Okay, so that explains, you know, where Epiphany is within the church. But what does Epiphany mean in our modern world? And when I think of Epiphany, I think of the aha moments. Sure. I don't know if if you are old enough to remember this, but, <laughs> but Oprah Winfrey used to have a show, and she would dedicate 
a show to aha moments. And so that is what I think of. I love that. I love that. Are these aha moments of what, what strikes you and motivates you to move forward and um, become how to use your gifts or how to discover your gifts. But we think about epiphany kind of today in a different way. We think about just the word, like the secular word, epiphany, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You just kind of like a sudden realization. Realization, uh, uh, kind of like a New Year's resolution. Yeah. I mean, there's your aha moment. Found out I can sing. What am I going to do with that? Discovering maybe you need to change a job or maybe you want to go in a different direction with your life, with your finances, with your family, with schooling. Yeah, and we think about all these different like secular ways to to talk about and think about the term epiphany, but in reality, I don't think any of that is secular, right? right? Like we use the the season to talk about Christ and to talk about Christ's manifestation with us, but we use that in a way to to talk about that change of direction, you know, the change of direction that we that we should take maybe in that New Year's resolution. So it was interesting. This past week, my my daughter Elena was doing a project. She was assigned Italy, and so she needed to research traditional tale that they oh. always tell at this time of year. That's cool. And this particular tale was actually about this old grumpy grandma who was stuck in her ways and always sweeping her steps in front of her house and the kids and people in the village would always talk behind her back like why what is she doing and Mm -hmm. why is she always right doing this and she's kind of a weird old lady (laughs) then one day she went to bed she did her usual thing and she cleaned up her house she went to bed and then she was awoken by or awakened by this bright light and her shades were closed though so she didn't understand where this bright light was coming from and she opened up her shades and here this this huge star was like just blaring into her window and and she went outside and she came across these three wise guys let's call them and um, (laughs) they're in Italy and I'm thinking what are they doing in Italy right (laughs) babies down in Bethlehem right and so uh yeah they did. They came from a long way. So here they are. They're in Italy. Who wants to leave Italy? I mean, come on. It's gorgeous. Absolutely. <laughs> so, but they did. They changed directions. They had their epiphany, their aha moment. They saw the star and they decided to follow it. And here they are. They're on their way. They're going to go and travel and find this baby. And they tell this old grandma about the baby. And she decides she's going to change directions she's going to follow this star as well. She wants to see this baby. Who are we talking about? So even she starts going and she starts picking up her pace and pretty soon she's sent off flying after she comes in contact with these two angels. Wow. And she ends up just flying into the air with the angels and having this realization about baby Jesus. And I thought, wow, that is happening in Italy. Yeah. There's just so many commonalities with the secular modern definition and with the biblical definition that you can find if you if you are interested. You can read Matthew 2, 1 through 12, and it kind of talks about 
that manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles. Yeah. Well, and I think it's so cool about that story is you have people who are like, I'm going to pick up my life and I'm going to follow Christ. They're like just, you know, point blank, turn around and walk the opposite direction to go and do that. And that's intimidating. Yeah, that takes guts. Absolutely. I mean, you pick up your life and you move. And I think especially Mm -hmm. for both of us grew up in Christianity. And so like the thought of like picking your life up and moving towards Christ, we're like, oh, well, we've already found Christ. Like what's, what's yeah, I already done that. But like, I don't think we have. Mm -mm. Like that's not something that you just achieve, right? We can't just achieve epiphany. It has to happen every single day. Yeah. With everything that we're doing. And I, for one, know I've been scared plenty of times and I've not chosen it. Oh, absolutely. Because, well, I mean, when you're stressed out, when you, when there's temptation there, right. the last thing you want to do is pick up your Bible, is, like, ask God. Sometimes the last thing that, like, you think about mm-hmm. is, oh, maybe we should talk to God about it. Because, like, what's God going to do? Right. Nothing? Right. You know? But so then, like, how, how do we do that? How do we take steps to do, to turn towards Christ in those circumstances? Because, you know, we have these New Year's resolutions, right? These epiphanies, these things we want to turn toward. But how do we maybe make those things similar to Christ or following in Christ's ways? Mm -hmm. Oftentimes we think about the world in this sacred versus secular, right? We walk Mm -hmm. into church and everything we do there is sacred. And then we walk out of church and everything we do there is secular, that's just not the greatest way to think about it. Right. I don't think that's because, I mean, Christ is like with us all the time. Do we include him in the conversations that we have with our with our friends at the coffee shop? Do we do we ask him what we want to listen to in the car during our road <laughs> yeah. trip? You know, we have to kind of think of him as one of our best friends in the backseat. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and stuff like that just isn't really easy to do, though, because especially, I mean, my age, like you talk about Jesus, and mm-mm, that's not that's not the cool thing to talk it's not about. The cool thing to talk about. And people associate mm-hmm. a lot of different things mm-hmm. when you say God, Jesus, whatever. People are going to associate the mainstream evangelical Christianity. That's all over the media, and and so that I think even pushes us away from wanting to think about Christ in those you know quote unquote secular settings. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of it might have to do with, like, finding benefit and finding that comfort in Christ in different circumstances. Mm -hmm. Um, Finding that comfort, like, maybe it's a really stressful week, but maybe you might find comfort in appreciating a sunset. Maybe you might find um, comfort in, you know, truly actively listening. You know, you, like, hear music, but maybe you you just need to dive deep into it, right? Mm -hmm. Because Christ can be found. In all of these places. Mm-hmm. I like to call them God sightings. Yeah. Oh, yes. God That's, sightings. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, you're walking down the sidewalk and you wouldn't typically see a bright green frog just sitting there. But all of a sudden, here's this bright green frog. And you're like, oh, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> but then you realize, hmm, actually, maybe that was put there on purpose. Yeah. To make you open your eyes. Be more aware of your surroundings. Or like you said, a beautiful sunrise or a beautiful sunset or music that you come across. 
And so we have this season of epiphany to be thinking about these things, Mm -hmm. right? To be thinking about, it's pretty great that it starts January 6th is the first day of epiphany. And so it's, it's really kind of corresponds really well with like new years, new year's resolutions, all that stuff. It's quite fitting. It really is. Mm -hmm. So maybe we should think about what are our, our aha moments? Do we have a moment where we can think back and say, Oh, Hey, I had this epiphany, and does it tie into your faith? Do you see Jesus in the background there? Do you see God in the background just steering you either in the right direction or down a particular path or giving giving you the means to make an action within your life? Yeah, and I think it's easiest to see those aha moments when you look back. Mm-hmm. Because you you understand the scope of your life up till then, right? Insight and it, 2020. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be, you know, we say like the aha moment, but it might not be like, you know, you're screaming Eureka when you right. wake up. Right, right, right. You know, it might be something so small that mm-hmm. you're like, oh, had I never done A, I wouldn't have ever done B or thought about B. And so God's playing around in life. And it's freaky sometimes mm-hmm. when you really start thinking about it. Like, it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oops. <laughs> How did I not realize that at the time, you know? Yeah. yeah. So we keep talking about epiphany. And so, Krista, have you ever had, like, an epiphany? or? I have had a few. Yeah, I've had a few epiphanies. I have had kind of a rocky relationship with with Christ and with God. I grew up with strong faith. I would go every single Sunday. I would do Sunday school and the youth groups Mm -hmm. and the volunteering. And, you know, my parents set me on that path and I took the normal Christian path. Right. um, With a solid family that always participated and I loved every moment of it every time I got to sing I felt his presence I shared his presence I you know did volunteering with him solely in my heart and reflecting through me and I knew this when I went off to college my whole bubble burst Hmm. I was exposed to things I had never been exposed to before. Right. I had freedom that I didn't necessarily have before. Sure. As that it happens, happens for most yeah. college uh, it students. Happens to the this best is of us. A, it's a big yeah. eye opener when you go off to school. And um, I had gone off eight, nine hours away from home. Oh, wow. So I wasn't yeah. even within close distance. There was no spontaneous visit from my parents (laughs) so I was on my own and um, that also meant that if I wanted to keep Christ with me I was on my own yeah to hold that journey Mm -hmm. and did I oh no nope no of course not of course not so many other things Um, so then I decided to explore I explored different different avenues of faith I explored I I saw so much and ultimately I just kind of abandoned what I had always grown up with yeah 
I left behind. And um, I struggled. I mean, looking back, hindsight 2020, man, I often wonder if I would have kept the path that I was initially put on, what things would be different. I think about that all the time. And honestly, like, I don't regret any of it because I think that the path that I took was actually good because I did make a lot of stumbles. I did have a lot of struggles and I did encounter a lot of things that ultimately have put me on this path of talking about epiphany now, right? right? right. So, um, but I do remember there was one specific, I was, I was struggling. I was in downtown Minneapolis. I was in over my head with like debt and rent and trying to figure out, am I going to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or am I going to make another bowl of oatmeal? Because that's right. all that was in the house. Mm-hmm. And it was like three o'clock in the morning. I didn't know what I was doing with my life. I really did not want to go and do work the next day because I had like three jobs that I juggled. And it was like, okay, three o'clock in the morning, here comes this infomercial about like careers in the medical field. Okay. <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. Okay. I'm like punch drunk, tired, right? And um, and all of a sudden I was like, you know, I was supposed to do that. I was supposed to go down that path. And when I was in college, I changed my path. Mm-hmm. And I went down a different way. Maybe this is a sign. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Maybe this is a sign I'm supposed to go back down that path. And so the very next day, I mean, it's 3 o'clock. It was the next day. Let's be real. But... It was 8 o'clock in the morning, five hours later after this infomercial, and I am marching myself into a school to get back on that path. Wow. And it was, it was the best path. And it, was, it ultimately led me to like my, my favorite career of all time mm-hmm. and all kinds of new adventures and different things. And I ended up finding a church literally right down the road. Like, yeah within walking distance, right down the road, the very next weekend, because I decided to take a different route to get to the school that I ultimately, it's like one thing after another. It's like a domino effect. You know, you take this route to get to a school because you decide you're going to go down the initial path. Yeah, right, right. You stumble across a church that, oh, I didn't realize that was there. I Maybe we should go check that out. It looks small enough, not too crazy big. I think my social anxiety can handle it. (laughs) And then, okay, I go and check out that church, and I find a music director that actually was good friends with the music director here in Austin at this church. I start singing with him and leading worship service Mm -hmm. and getting involved with the youth groups and becoming a mentor it just domino effect all the way through so that's amazing so that's my very first wow that's that's really awesome and And I got right back on the path absolutely and not only was that helping you spiritually but it's also just helping you mentally Mm -hmm. I physically and I mean you're just Mm -hmm. turning your life you know around I mean obviously it didn't happen in like two seconds right 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 a lot of struggles in peanut butter sandwiches (laughs) absolutely (laughs) absolutely Mm -hmm. and see like now you're here how about you so right now 
I am at seminary, so I'm going to seminary um, part-time, and I don't think I would have done this had I not have a little bit of an epiphany um, a couple years ago. So I was kind of always confused about what I really wanted to do when I grew up, right? Like, you go down, like, 500 different pathways, and none of them seems really right, and oh, well, this is something I like to do, but oh, do I want to do that as a job, and oh, da 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 and so I'm, like, going through this all in high school, right? And I was kind of always, like, thinking about church work, but I grew up in a really small church. Um, we had a pastor and a part-time secretary, and that was it. And um, it was, like, a volunteer organist situation. I had never really thought about church work because um, I was like, well, there's nothing to do at a church, right? Because I'm a woman. I can't preach. And that's the... the um, denomination in which I grew up, women wouldn't, weren't able to really have much power um, in in the church service setting. And I had thought about it, and then I just kind of dismissed it constantly, you know, it was like, it would come up every once in a while, but it was never something I'd be like, well, can't do that, <laughs> moving on. When I was in college, I ended up going to a Lutheran college, um, which was a different denomination that I had grown up in. And I go there, and I go to church on campus there, and, and there is a female pastor sitting up at the pulpit. And I was like, uh, whoa, <laughs> that's shocking to me, you know, in 2017 or whatever that was, like, holy moly, hold on to your pew, I suppose. Um, but, and I was like, uh, okay, like, I was aware that, like, women had been pastors elsewhere and things, but I mean, that was, it was never something that I'd ever really, you know, had in front of me. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, let's put that in the back of my mind, move on, right? It wasn't until I went, um, I was abroad in um, one of my years in college, and I had a ton of time to really sit with God um, at that point in my life. I mean, it, it's it's really interesting because I I had so much time to really focus on, on myself, um, focus on who I was and what the hell I was doing. <laughs> And I sat there and I thought back to, to this concept of, of, of doing church work. And I was like, you know what? I can, I can do that. There is more to, to a church than just a pastor. You know, anyone in church work knows that. But there's more to this, more to this church thing than I think I'm letting myself on to. And so the next day, um, I'm, I'm sitting in a, like a park. It's like 11 o'clock at night. So, okay, mind you, when I, where this park that I was in, it was like cutting across basically the shortest route from my apartment where I was to campus. Mm -hmm. And it was the shortest route to get there. But um, on the entrance to this park, it said, you know, park closes at dusk. Don't go in this park at night. But it's the shortest route. So, of course, you have to go in at night. Um, Could I have gotten mugged? Maybe. But, oh, my gosh, this park was a blessing at night. It was, you could see so much. Like, the sky was always just, like, so dark. You could see the stars so well. I love looking at constellations. And it's probably, like, 11 o'clock. I'm cutting through this park. And I'm just like, wow. Like, maybe, maybe God is here. God is here with me. Maybe I need to do something about this calling. And so the next day, I go on my computer um, from halfway across the world, and I email that pastor. I email her, and I say, hey, 
I don't know how any of this works, but can you help me, please? Um, and she's like, say less, girl. And so, <laughs> um, and and here I am. I mean, a long story kind of after that. And next thing I know, I'm in seminary now, and I'm really pursuing, you know, what it means to be a church worker outside of these confines of of, of these four walls. These what does it mean to be and live as Christ tells us to? And helping other people realize that as well. And I would have never gotten here had I not kind of taken that idea further than um, than my mind wanted me to. I mean, we're kind of kind of like the Magi. We just have to follow the star. And Sometimes the star is going to have a couple clouds over it. Might not be very clear. But we follow it anyway. Because who knows? Maybe at the end of it, we're going to you know see this gift of this gift of grace, God's gift of love, that's transpired in so many different ways. That's the biggest thing here. I mean, the Magi had physical gifts to give to God, and Jesus gave us the gift of, of grace and a life to live and make mistakes, mm-hmm. and and he gives us love. And so here in turn, through these epiphanies, yeah. we have discovered our gifts We've discovered maybe not one, maybe multiple gifts and how to share that with the rest of the world and and do more good. And right. And so I think during the season of Epiphany, I think the biggest thing maybe to challenge all of you and even to challenge ourselves is to ask ourselves, how is it that we can maybe step out of our comfort zone and um, take these gifts and share them just as the Magi shared them with with Jesus. Like, what is your aha? And how has that aha allowed you to be more like the Magi, to journey with Christ, to journey to find Christ mm-hmm. in your everyday life? And I think we just need to challenge each other to, to consider that this week. As we start off Epiphany, let's just start off on the right foot and become more like the Magi. 